Hey Forge and Fire people, I'm here with Perry, Season 5 Episode 12, the Naval Cutlass episode. Right. Um, fortunately you were medically yes. evacuated. Yep. But we hear you're doing well. Doing great. Actually, uh, that event uncovered an issue that I didn't know about because of that. I got it corrected now. Yes. Very fine. It's awesome. So we have some general questions. Sure. Um, that we've been kind of asking the guys when we do these interviews. So, uh, do you have a preferred steel you like to use when you're making a blade? I really like using 1095, but I use a lot of leaf spring from, okay. uh, especially from Jeeps. Right. Ah. Oh, all right. Cool. Cool. Um, do you have a preferred uh, blade style you like to make? I combat knives. Okay. Uh, very similar to what we were making on the show. Right, right. Uh, that day. Um, uh, Bowie style. That's what I prefer. Um, do you have a favorite non-blade item you like to make too? Um, I make a lot of crosses, roses, okay. uh, candlestick holders. Cool. Um, coal or gas? I prefer coal. Uh, that's actually my preferences, but I use gas more than coal because it's cheaper and easier. Right. But uh, when I really, there's a piece that I'm really concentrating on and want perfect, I use coal. Awesome. Um, so we've been kind of asking this question. It's kind of oddball. <laughs> and some guys get it, some guys don't. Coffee or mustard? Coffee. <laughs> All right. So we say to finish it, if you're going to like, Kind of etch it, you know. There's coffee you can use. There's vinegar. There's other stuff. Um, and then for like a tea, you can use mustard. Right. So coffee. I like coffee. I think coffee is pretty cool. I did see a coffee finish blade, and I said, "Wow, that's awesome." Here's the funny thing. One of the things that I do, it's a side hobby as well as the, the bladesmithing and blacksmithing, is I collect green coffee beans from around the world. Oh, really? So I roast the coffee in my forge. That's awesome. And then make the coffee and then the grounds and then that's, so it's actually, uh, I brought a Ray Kirk, uh, a couple jars of it and uh, also our host, I brought a couple jars of the forge roasted oh, coffee. Oh, no That's awesome. So, by all means, always coffee. All right. Not only for a good blade, but also for a good drink. For a great beverage. <laughs> uh, stainless or no stainless? No stainless. I, you know what? Uh, I don't have the experience to really work with stainless. Um, so I just avoid it. Right. And uh, do you have a favorite Damascus pattern? Um, I'm actually, you know what? I'm probably one of the strangest. I'm not a Damascus fan. I like really? the ladder, uh, whenever it is, but I don't, uh, because of the blades I make, um, I give away to veterans or to guys who are active duty. Um, sometimes Damascus has flaws in it that you don't see until gotcha. a bad moment, so I try, I use sandmine quite a bit, but mono steel uh, mainly because uh, I just, I'm sure of the, the quality, because at some point, and I've got a couple of stories back from guys who use my blades, they're, the, the blade you're like in it all. So uh, yeah. that's the reason I don't use a whole lot of Damascus. Okay, sounds great. All right, well, thanks again, Perry, for doing this interview. Check him out. Check all of our other interviews out. Find this guy. Do you have an Instagram people should check out? Uh, Father to the Sun Forge on Facebook. Okay, great. Check him out there, and we'll see you guys next time.
everybody. Welcome back to Pigeon Forge Grudge Match coverage for 2018. Today, well now at least, we're talking with Derek Melton, and you were the champion for the Small Sword episode. Right. In fact, you came on and did our wrap-up with us for that episode. Yeah, that was fun. Um, we had a blast talking to you then, and uh, when we saw you were coming, we were super excited to get to meet you. Yeah. Um, yeah. How's the show been treating you so far? It's good. It's hot, but it's been fun. You know, it's really nice getting to meet the other guys and just to uh, watch them work. And, and it's been really interesting to see how they set up tables and sell their stuff. You know? Right, right. I haven't done a whole lot of that, so it's been really, it's, that's, that's been a learning experience for me. Cool. How many competitions have you done so far? Uh, just the one yesterday. Just yesterday. Yeah, okay. it's been kind of busy this morning. I'm hoping to get up in a few minutes. Awesome. lunch. Great. So we're not going to cover any of your episode because we've already talked to you about yeah, that. Yeah, sure. But we do have some other stuff we wanted to ask you. It's going to be a little bit rapid fire sort of questions. All right. And Let's uh, do it. yeah, see what you have to say. So, what is your favorite style of knife to make? Favorite style of knife to make? Uh, probably a five or six inch hunter. Okay. Cool. Cool. Coal versus propane. Propane all the way. Because I can get in the shop and be forging in like five minutes. With coal, it's you know it's a good half hour to just get started. Got it. So yeah, propane. Stainless or no stainless? Uh, until now, no stainless. But now I've got a really nice set of heat treating ovens. So I'll be doing some more stainless in the future. Very cool. Um, I had one on here, and it's a little too specific, but we'll see what you say. Coffee or mustard? Coffee. Yeah? Yes, all the way. You just <laughs> like the look of it better? Yeah, the look of coffee? You know, I'm talking about on a knife, like using it for a finish on a knife. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about drinking coffee. I know. Yeah, I was it was like a, drinking it was a coffee little weird or question. using mustard. I mean, uh, coffee. Um, <laughs> mustard, actually, finish. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really cool antique finish. Yeah, yep. it, does, it comes out looking really neat that right. way. Right, so. yeah, you get a really cool look with that. Favorite Damascus pattern? Ladder. Ladder style. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. All right. Um, what is your favorite non-blade item to make? A hammer. Hammer. All day long, yep. Yeah. And you sold a few so far, right? Yeah, I, I just brought uh, three hammers with me to basically help cover the cost of the trip, and I sold two and uh, probably sell the other one hopefully by the end of the day so that'll be nice awesome awesome well we don't want to keep you too long because we know you're going to be going up there soon yep. and it looks like they're going to be getting back into the blade sports over there as well right, right. so thank you for joining us you for bet. this interview anytime um, and we'll talk to you again soon all right thanks thanks Welcome to Fans of the Forge, live from Pigeon Forge Grudge Match 2018. I'm here with Billy Helton. How yes, you doing, sir. man? Fantastic. How's the show going for you so far? Fantastic. Man, these people are so awesome here. I mean, everybody's so cool, all the fans. Absolutely. And uh, big thanks to Robbie for putting this whole thing on and organizing it. And Bowman is the best. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> it's yeah. absolutely amazing. He is. So we're going to go right into... Season one, episode one of Forged in Fire. One one. You were on that episode, and it was the uh, Japanese katana episode. Yeah. And you went on there. At the time, you had um, nine years' experience full time. Yep. 
So, how much? Not, not many. How many years have you been doing it now? Well, I started in 2006. Okay. Um, got serious 2009 when I tested for Journeyman Smith. So, I'm not a mathematician, but that's a few years. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you a journeyman now? I'm still German. Yeah. yeah Fixing okay. tests for master. Hopefully next year. Awesome. Yeah, I've been eligible for a long time. Just making a living at it. it's hard to do tests when you're trying to make a dollar and pay your electric bill you know sure so. sure so would that be at the next year's blade show um probably next year i'll probably do it at kansas city oh okay um i may do it at blade just kind of depends on how everything falls yeah you gotta you know you gotta really it takes a lot and you make five i'll make five to one good one you know sure pass, so thanks a while so you went up against actually a connecticut local matt parkinson yep and uh, you guys had to make signature blades using high carbon steel, and it had to have serrations. Had serrations. Oh, we got to mention the serrations. Yes. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> um, you chose to do a drop point buoy. Yeah. And um, one question we have right off the bat. If they called you back today and said, hey, Billy, come back on the show, would you go back on again now that the challenges have gotten a lot crazier? Yeah, I would. Yeah. It'd actually be a heck of a lot funner now. Oh, yeah, because it's got to up the the tension and the, the fun of the competition when these crazy challenges come out, like, for everybody to see it at once, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm, I know that ours was probably the easiest challenge, period, because there's a flat bar still, high yeah. carbon. Um, but all the season one, guys, you got to stop and think. We walked into that studio knowing nothing. That's true. I mean, it was it was challenging just on that aspect. Right, and you were the, the very first episode, so beyond the pilot episode uh, that didn't... So I think we actually filmed second. Oh, really? I think there was somebody that filmed before us. I can't swear to that. Matt, Matt had heard there was somebody that filmed before us. Oh, okay. So we just aired first. Gotcha. From what I understand. So... Round one, going well. You were done forging out the, the shape of your knife in about 90 minutes, and you moved on to the belt sander. Right on. Um, we have a question. Was Joe as serious slash intimidating in person as the interviews made him out to be? Dude, I love Joe. I had never met Joe before, but that dude is intense. Yeah. Um, but he's got... Honestly, the show don't show that man is talented. He really is. But, you know, like, we never seen the set, never knew what was going on. So why he tapped that dead gun blade, I have no idea. <laughs> I saw him at the airport, and he's like, I walked up and said, hey, Joe. And he's like, don't ask me. I don't know why. I mean, <laughs> Joe is talented grinder, man. He can rock it. So yeah. the show didn't do him any justice. He's a fantastic man. Cool. Now... Did you realize he had broken his top off during round one, like during the actual process? Well, when you hear everybody go, you know something just happened. Yeah, you see, we got these guys. This is what you put up with all the time on the show. You got somebody in the background doing a little jig, you know. Uh, here, I won't even mention his name. We don't give him credit. Um, yeah, so I knew that Joe had broke his blade, yeah. the tip of it. So, but I didn't know exactly what happened. I just heard heard Rich mention something because I was on the opposite end of Joe. Yeah, right. So. Okay. So going into uh, judging prior to doing that, uh, you noticed the serrations were not deep enough, and then when you ground them, you washed them out quite a bit, and you had to go back to grind them again and get them back in there. 
Man, that was horrible. <laughs> so it's funny because I think it was Jay that said your serrations aren't. Did you know your serrations weren't long enough or something? I'm like, dude, I measured them, but I guess one side was good because I did a double serration, but one side was bad. So obviously you take the bad side. You know? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, and heck, I'd never done serrations before. Oh so okay. I totally screwed it up from the very beginning. It should have been one side. Matt Parkinson's like, what were you thinking? I'm like, what was I not thinking? <laughs> so yeah, it was a bad deal. So, the judges commented you had a good point and profile. Again, Doug mentioned the length of serrations, and there were some noticeable cracks yeah. uh, in the blade. But Joe ended up getting eliminated, and you moved on to round two. Yeah. Yep. And you know those cracks, man. I, that's a horrible deal right there. Cause I, I, it's one of them things. You, you just like out here in the sunlight. Yeah. You can't see your temperatures. I didn't wasn't smart enough to bring a stupid magnet, and you're just so stressed. I just overheated it. Before, when I quenched it, I overheated that rascal, and of course you didn't know it until they bring it back to you the next day, and you ground it, and got some good grit, you know, 220. Yeah. Oh, oh where'd those come from? <laughs> Hopefully they didn't see those. They did. <laughs> yeah. So you went for a uh, micarta handle, um, but they made a point. I mean, in the editing of the episode, they made a point to say you were avoiding trying to fix the, the, the cracks in the blade. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then eventually moved on to hand sanding to fix the cracks up uh, prior to going under the, the... My question was always, what the Sam hell am I supposed to do to fix cracks? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, there's no... Uh, cowboy, kill me, bud. No. These guys are awesome, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I still, to this day, don't know what you could do to fix crack on a blade edge. Now, if it had been on a spine or something, I could have probably took a TIG or stick or something, you know. And, right. But I still, to this day, don't know how I would have fixed it, you know. So, if I would have noticed it, I could have started over. But I did not notice. I had mine rough ground. I didn't finish grind it. So, I didn't know until we got it back the next day. Oh, gotcha. After the, they temper them at night when you go home. Right. So, just didn't know it, you know. Yeah. So for testing, you had an oil drum stab and a rope cut for the sharpness test. Right on. And Jay would not do the oil stab for his test as he was uncomfortable with the blade, with the, the cracks present. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I'm sure your heart had to drop when he said he's not going to do that. Did you did you see it coming once you saw the, the cracks in the blade, or were you shocked that they decided not to test it at all? Um, I was not shocked. There's probably some things I probably shouldn't say about the whole thing. Sure, but, of course. Um, it was Honestly, Jay, we had a discussion beforehand. So you got to remember, we had no idea how this show is going to go. Right. And so my thought process was, I didn't want my knife tested because here's we don't make inferior knives. We're not going to sell something like that. So my thought process was like, I don't want that tested because I don't want my customers to think I would inferiorly put something like that out. So we had a big powwow, and that was just we decided we wouldn't test it. The safety guy on set didn't feel like we should test it. Jay wanted to do it. Jay's a hoss, man. He'll do anything. <laughs> He's like, let me do it. Let me do it. I'm like, Jay, I don't want my knife. I'd rather break it myself, and he's so we just decided we wasn't gonna. T- it was as much me as it was. Oh, okay. Jay wanted to do it. Yeah, but that's just how it works out for safety. Now, nowadays, dude, they would have broke that thing like crazy. But the safety <laughs> guys were like, hey, 
Oh no. Yeah, especially starting off, and they they didn't know what they were doing yet either at that point. It was no. all new to everybody. It was. So, and you know, if it would have been a twist or a jerk, you know, yeah. they wouldn't have done it. But Jay's like, it's not going to break. It just straight on. Jay's a cool dude. Yeah, he seems like it. I've, we've chatted briefly online. Eventually, you, we're looking to get him on a, to do an interview with us at some he's point. Good. Jay Nielsen, we're looking at you. Come on, Jay, do it, buddy. So, again, this was the first episode. How did you find out about the competition? <laughs> so, uh, I got an email, right? And it was just, I thought, this is a scam, nay, no way. So, my buddy Phil Evans, he was on episode three. Yeah. And uh, he called me up and he said, Man, I just did an interview with Forge and Fire, and I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna get to go on the show. I said, Holy crap, I hope I got that, that email. And I uh, <laughs> went looking back through it, I, I erased it and completely deleted it. So, I had to call Phil. I said, Hey, Phil. You send me that email, <laughs> and so that's actually I would have never even pursued it. I thought it was a joke. Oh wow! And so Phil Evans kicked me back onto it. And awesome, so, yeah. man! Well, we're glad you got to go back on there. Me too. I hope I get to go again one of these days if y'all was watching. Full yeah. Fire, yeah. Uh, we have another question actually about uh, Matt Parkinson. All so right. he ended up making it to the finals, and he yeah. made the katana, and. That was when they were getting their footing for the testing for that sort of thing. So they actually did the bullet test. Right on. Have you ever done a bullet test on any of your blades? Well, I don't have a frame-by-frame camera, so no, I couldn't <laughs> see it if I did. We've actually shot blades before, but you never know what happens. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, we actually put one right at the barrel and shot, and we couldn't find any damage. We don't know if we hit it or not. So <laughs> I actually tried that one time. So... That was a cool test, though, wasn't it? It was frame pretty by neat. Frame. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Will Willis is a crazy shot to be able to do that. Like, he he's, does all those tests now. Will's a bad dude, man. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. cool. He's really cool. So one of the guys come back, I actually made um, Will Willis' best friend. He was at his their wedding. He was the best man. And the, he had bought a knife from me. And so I, one of my buddies come back from the show. He's like, hey, man. I heard about this knife that Will got to hold at the wedding, and well, I was like, "Man, that's kind of cool." Will got to hold one of my knives. Oh, you know? that's awesome! Yeah, he will sent me a message. He's just a cool dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. So we're gonna have a couple quick lightning round type questions. Super okay. Simple answers, and then we'll be good to like go. Like I say, something about Rich. Of course. That dude is awesome too. Oh yeah. Man, Matt, Rich, and uh, Joe, just being around the caliber of guys those are, and just, Rich is just, I mean, you can, he's always, one thing about Rich, you can go on his website and he's always promoting other people. He's a very humble man, and Matt, but all everybody's just so freaking humble on that show, you know, and so Rich is a cool dude too. Hope you get to do an interview with him someday. Yeah, we would love to. We'd yeah. definitely love yeah. to. All right, let's move on to the lightning round. So, first things first, what's your preferred blade to make? What style do you like? Hunter. Drop hunter. point hunter. I love drop point. Got it. Stainless or no stainless? None. Negative ghost rider. What type of Damascus do you like, your favorite? Um, I make all my own Damascus, and I love a cross pattern or a basket weave. 15N20 and 1084. You know, Kelly Couple, he's awesome supplying that stuff to us. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, he's a good guy. All right, so when it comes to finish on a knife we know there's there's a couple different food items that are used and they're a little different and what the the goal is for getting it so coffee or mustard uh, are we talking about a patina 
Yeah. Or the Damascus. Eh. Well, I know the coffee's better for Damascus, right? right? And then mustard gives you the old old school-looking oh, right. fashion. Uh, so I like Jay's recipe. We use mustard and bleach. Oh, really? Um, yeah, Jay uses warm bleach and mustard, and that's I got his tips and trip video. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That thing puts a freaking killer patina on it. Oh, nice. So there's a recipe, his secret recipe. I'm not going to say it, but yeah. he'll tell you. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Man, you guys are awesome for doing this. We're so glad you came down here and taking time to interview all of us. Yeah, we appreciate so cool. everybody in the community that's opened their arms to, to us. Yeah. Everybody here has been awesome, and... Uh, we talked to as many people as we can. We still got a number of people that we want to hit before the show's over tomorrow. Yeah. But, um, you know, when we started doing this show, we didn't know we would get any sort of reach at all. And then... Y'all are every- big. Y'all are coming up strong. <laughs> Everybody's talking about it, so... Well, hey, thank you. We really appreciate it. And thank you for your time and yeah. sitting down with us here. And um, follow him on Instagram or Facebook yeah. and check him out. Helton yeah. Knives. Helton Knives. And uh, thanks again. Thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all coming. Welcome to Fans of the Forge. We're here at the Grudge Match. I got Cowboy with us from season one episode six correct so that was a long time ago it's been a few years been yes. a few years um you guys had to make canister damascus yes we did was that something you were familiar with no actually i had never made canister damascus before that episode awesome. so it was a new experience for me to do was it did it seem kind of simple once you saw the guys like oh he just throw his shit in there Weld it up, throw no, it in. Actually, it was quite intimidating yeah. to hear watching these guys. Um, these guys, JD's been doing it literally almost as long as I've been alive. He's been teaching it for longer than I've been doing it. Yeah. So, Peter Martin, who's known for Canister Damascus, these guys are phenomenal. Right. Um, and Guy Harris is an excellent guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to walk in there and they're like, oh, this is what you get to do. Yeah. Well, I've never seen that done. Uh, this shall be very interesting to do. Right. So I sat down, and when they said go, I stepped back and just watched. Yeah. And had no idea how to actually produce this piece. I knew how to do pattern welded steel. Right. I've done laminates and everything you can dream up, but I've never made canister. So I figured it's got to be basically the same. Get it hot, get it to the core, make sure it's clean. Work smooth and fast and steady. Yep. Not work fat. Not work too terribly fast and rush the process right just take your time yep came out perfectly uh in fact peter martin after the episode came to me afterwards and said you've never done this he said my first four pieces came up as a pile on the floor you made the prettiest piece on the show yeah and i was like thanks dude <laughs> yeah and you use the uh chainsaw chain and some saw blade steel for that uh chainsaw chain bandsaw blade steel cable rope and powder 1095 yes yeah so pretty good mix of uh components there Came All out. steels that I've used individually or in layered steel. So right. I figured I can cram them all together. They said I had to use two steels plus a powdered metal. Mm-hmm. Right. We had an abundance. I figured I'll just throw an extra one in there yeah, to not? cover all the bases, right? So during the judging, uh, commented on uh, having a warp blade uh, edge, but otherwise good design. Um, JD got eliminated for not having two steels. Yep and being too short so it's kind of a little surprising everybody on the show and see they don't show everything everybody on the show had a flawed blade Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, JD's, he didn't use enough steel. It's too short. He had some slight warps. Yep. Mine had some slight warps to it. Guy Harris's looked like a roller coaster. He was able to pull it out pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Peter Martin's was too long. Okay. So every one of the blades did have flaws. There wasn't a single one that came out without. You yeah. were rushing the process. You cannot make a flawless blade in that amount of time. Right. Even though, you know, it seems like a long time. It's not because it goes by just like that. In a blink of an eye. Yeah. And we were benefit. We were for fortunate in the fact that they actually gave us an extra hour. Right. So we did four hours on ours. Yep. You're watching some of these later episodes, and they're still doing canister masks. They don't always get that extra no, hour. No, they don't. So it's getting it's getting harder and more challenging for the guys yep. as they go. So round two, um, you start to fix your flaws, add a handle. Uh, you're heating your blade with the torch and then bending it in a vise, kind of making the judges a little nervous, as is apt that they do whenever someone t puts it in a vise and starts bending on it. Um, you familiar with that? Did you have any worries that yourself that there was? No, I didn't have any worries doing that. I've done that before. Pulling the heat in the spine, soften the spine up. It's going to give a little bit more flexibility. I was pulling that blade almost 45 degrees and not snapping the blade. Right. Um, and the whole time I was keeping my fingers on the cutting edge. So I'd heat for a minute, put my fingers on the cutting edge, make sure it wasn't too hot while right. I bent it. When it was getting hot, I'd go over there and cool that cutting edge off. Yep. So I was never worried about the cutting edge at that point. Right. Now the judges were going, and actually that's what the judges said hit me on the show. That wasn't the flaw that got me off the show, but that's what we went with on the show. Mm-hmm. So came up to the testing, the car door stab. Uh, did that seem a little intimidating or you say, oh, you know, it's just a piece of metal? You know, I've never put a knife through that much abuse. <laughs> yeah. You watch him go up there, it's uh, exhilarating. You're watching him sit there and just destroy your blades. Like, I never thought it could have done that. Right. And it did. It's like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> so it's really exciting to watch yeah. that part. And then there was a rib slice for a sharpness test. Um, and you're just cut about a quarter of the way through. Um, at that point, were you concerned? Did you think, well, maybe that's it or, you know? I was a little concerned until Doug stepped back. Mm -hmm. One of my biggest disappointments in the editing of the show is they did not say what Doug said to me. He hit. Peter Martins hit the bone, skipped off the bone, cut almost three quarters of the way through the meat. Yep. It was a beautiful cut. I'm like, wow, check that out. Guy Harris's came in, hit the bone, skipped off the bone, made it almost two-thirds, three-quarters of the way through the meat. I'm like, okay, I got to step up. There's a big steel rod. Doug is trying to miss this thing, and he comes in at an angle, and he whacks into the piece, and it barely goes a quarter of the way in. And I'm like, oh, I'm heart falling. And he steps back, and he looks at me and says, damn, cowboy, yours cut through the bone, too. <laughs> I'm like, excellent. <laughs> yeah. And then they didn't put it in the show. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Of course. That would have been beautiful. Yep. <laughs> so it doesn't look like my bait performs at all. But Doug actually is like, you cut right through it. That's great. Yeah. So. So is there anything you would have done different? Not that it was really your fault for that test, but overall. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You yeah. go, oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done this. Um, no. You know, yeah. I, I had a good time doing what I did. And really would like to, no, I think I would have kept going the same way I did. Awesome. Every blade seemed to perform fairly equally, so I didn't right. have a problem with that. Okay. So some sort of kind of rapid fire questions for you. Sure. Um, 
favorite knife steel to work with? Ooh. I like pattern welded steels. Okay. So I like mixing metals. I like creating patterns in my blade. To me, that's the more exciting aspect of knife making. Right. So not that I have a perfect steel, 1095, 15, and 20. Mm -hmm. Seems to be one I use a lot. Okay. Um, but I like the variety. It depends on what the customer wants and what they plan on doing. I choose my steel according to that. Okay. Uh, do you have a favorite kind of Damascus pattern that you like to make? I like bold patterns. Yeah. Low layer bolder patterns. I'm not one for the three to four hundred layers. I do it. Doesn't do that much for me. I like big bold patterns I can see from three feet away. Right. I like accordion cut patterns. Mm -hmm. So doing alternating cuts and opening it up so it changes and manipulates that pattern. Yeah. So I like patterns that have a lot of manipulation to them. Okay. Uh, stainless steel or no stainless steel? Ah, uh, stainless steel is a four letter word. <laughs> we don't do stainless steel. All right. <laughs> um, for a knife finish, coffee or mustard? Coffee. Coffee. All right. Yeah, cool. I, I can't. No, I've seen the mustard. Does nothing for me. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I'm an oddity in the knife community in that regard. I don't like to really darken my blades. Yeah. I like to put a polish even on my pattern welded steels. Every knife make I run into is like, you got almost a mirror finish on Damascus. What were you thinking? I said I like it. Yeah. It doesn't rust. It looks good. I like it. Yep. Um, but if I have to do a blackened finish, I'll do the coffee using Okay. Cool. Well, I think that's it. So, thanks for watching. We're here with Cowboy at the Grudge Match. Kind of wrapping up on Saturday. Check us out. you see some more interviews. And thanks again. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Not a problem. Welcome to Pigeon Forge 2018 footage for fans of the Forge. We're here with Jason Henderson. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Very good. We've had a long day. It's been a hot one for everybody. How's the show been treating you so far? It's great, except for Billy Helton back there, you know, trying to get naked while we're doing this. <laughs> oh, and, and this is Herbert. 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 Oh, Herbert goes everywhere with me. Very nice. So you were on season four, episode fifteen, the Gladiator Scissor. Yes. With um, Alf and Francesco. Yes. In round one, you got to do a canister Damascus and make a hidden tang blade. And you had made one dagger before, right? Yep. Had you done it? You never did canister before. Never done canister. Uh, one dagger, and it was terrible. Kind of like the one that I made on the show. <laughs> so, uh, have you done any canister since then? I have not done canister, but I have done some daggers. Okay. And they're turning out a little bit better. Oh, good. Um, I don't know who made this note, but it said there was at one point where Francesco had a terrible canister, and they made it look like you were smiling at the fact that he had... I don't know. I didn't write that note. I don't know where that one came from. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that one either. <laughs> it could be me. I don't know, but I seem to remember someone in the background, like against the wall, smiling at some point at someone's demise. I don't know if it was Who the same knows? Episode. 
let's move on. Jason's not yeah. this type yeah. of guy. Yeah. So when it came to judging, you had a few delaminations, and they commented that your tank was offset. Uh-huh. Um, but you did make it into round two. Yes, I did. So from there, you had to add a guard because there were going to be static tests. And, uh, and I don't know, what, what did you use for your handle? Uh, just a, a red burl. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. And I, I believe it was just a rascal for got it. Got brass guard. So it came down to the uh, the drum stab test and uh, a ham slide. Yep. Um, you did well during the drum stab. You got stuck, and Jay got a little bit of a cut pulling it out. Um, but Alf did not have a big enough guard, so he ended up being eliminated. So then you move on to round three, the gladiator scissor. Had you forged anything like that before? Never made uh, anything that was remotely close. Most of it was some type of armor. Uh, never, I've never made an armor. I don't uh, do a lot of riveting or anything like that, so I just kind of winged it for a week. Cool. So, were you concerned about making the guard for this one? For the, for the gladiator scissor? You know, I, I thought, I was worried about the, the gauntlet part or the, the, the arm guard part. Yeah. Uh, and it went together way easier than I expected. Oh, okay. Uh, I did, uh, I made the Don look bad, <laughs> You know, uh, he won, but I made him look bad. <laughs> so, you made Damascus for your blade, and, uh, I started out with Damascus. Started with Damascus. I, I burned yes. the Damascus up a couple of times. Got it. And Got then it. I went with the W2 blade. So then, going in for testing, uh, let's see here. Sandman Slice was one of the tests. The dummy hit. And uh, strength test was tough hit. And you did, let's see, for the first test. Sorry, these notes are a little hard to read. There you go. Oh, you are losing it, bro. It's all over the place. The handle felt good. The broad crescent made it a little difficult to slap. And then the second test, the dummy hit. Uh, the handle was not in line with the fist, but it did have very deep cuts. So that was always a good thing. Yeah. Mark And then your strength test, the cuff hit with the knife uh, twice, and then the scissor thrust it into armor. And Slightly rolled edge and minor scrapes on the cuff. Yep. Um, and ended up coming in second place to Don. Don. Yep. And I have a note here to say Texas beats Oklahoma. It's a rare occasion. But it did happen. <laughs> rare occasion. So it was a great episode. You performed great on that episode. And um, we're glad to be able to talk to you about it. But now we're going to move on to a couple of generic questions. Okay. Favorite style of blade to make? Uh, usually just a drop point hunter. Okay. <sighs> Favorite material to use? Mostly I work with Damascus. Damascus. Uh, 1595, 1520. Hey, really? I know. Would you bring that just uh, W2. I like that as far as just a, a regular steel. Uh, 5160 sometimes. But majority of what I do is Damascus. Yeah. Favorite Damascus pattern? Whatever's easiest at the time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do a lot of random, a lot of twists, some raindrop. Uh, I'm just now starting to experiment with some Turkish twists and, and things like that. Cool. Very cool. Stainless or no stainless? Never works. 
That's all we're doing. Thank you, man. Perfect. We appreciate you giving us the time to interview us, yeah, interview you. Um, and we hope you had a good time at Fishing Board as much as we did, at least. So. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for what you do. Oh, no problem. All right, catch him on Instagram. We got Instagram. Um, what's your handle on Firehouse Forge? Firehouse Forge on Instagram. Check him out there and stay tuned for more stuff coming live from Fishing Forge. Welcome to Pigeon Forge Grudge Match 2018. Here's our interview with Paul K. Brown. How you doing, Paul? Hi. Good to meet you, man. Paul, you were on Season 4, Episode 4. I was. The Macraca. Yes. And you were the second place contestant. I yes. was runner-up, yes. Well, let's go back to round one, right okay. off the bat. You guys had to make karambits with yes. integral finger rings. Yes. And they had to have double-edged, they both had double-edged forward-facing curves, and you used coil springs to make that. We did. So, you were the only contestant that had made karambits ahead of time. Yeah, it's like they called me and said, what stupid knife do you want to make? <laughs> so, the only thing that you kind of had an issue with was that the heat treat might have been a little too hot. Yeah, and, and I, after watching the show, I agree. You know, at the show, it is so bright in there, you really can't tell the colors. Yeah. And, and I did, uh, it looked to me like it went in hot too. But while I was messing around there trying to grind the, the blade, I dropped it and he went tip first into the concrete, dug a chunk out of the concrete, and I thought, it's good enough. Yeah. And and I know Jason wanted me to reheat it, but I knew if I did that, I was not going to get a chance to temper it again. And having a double edge like that, it's very hard to come back and find a sweet spot with the torch sure. to temper it. So I thought, roll the dice and see what happens. Yeah. So came to judging for that round. The comments were it felt good, looked good. There were two issues. The, there was again the heat treat, and then they said that your finger ring seemed a little thin. Yep. Yeah. But you managed to get through round one into round two, and you put micarta scales on. I was going to put micarta scales on. Yes. I changed after I got the micarta out and looked at it. I thought because of the the material was going to be a little rougher than I wanted it to be. So I went back and got Kiranite. Oh, okay. So it's actually Kiranite that's on there. Gotcha. And then for the testing, they did Baton Smash. Yeah. Jay Nielsen, the, yeah. the Jay Pain Train came to town. No, 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 it was Jason Knight. Oh, was that Jason Knight? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, oh man. Shot that part right out. Dude. Jason Knight did the baton smash he on the dolls. And, and he was not happy with me because I did not reheat treat it. Yes. I knew he was going to be abusive to my place. <laughs> but you managed to get through it. Yeah. And it was well done. Yeah, I, I thoroughly expected him to beat that thing in there and pull out my knife and have that tip sticking out of this wood. But right. I got good on that, so. The second test was the ham, stab and slash, and I had an hour to put an edge on that thing. It was stupid sharp. Yeah. It was just phenomenal. You did great in that test. Yeah. It was the Goldilocks moment, they said, yep. where it was the blade fit just right and was super sharp. Yeah. Yeah. So you nailed it, yeah. and you got to move on to round three, I did. making a McCracken. Can you hold that up for I us? Sure can. 
So, Macraca made by the Zendi Warrior Tribe. Um, kind of a funny thing. They do the reveal for me and Craig, and they get done, and Baker goes, you guys better do some research. <laughs> and I just kind of panicked at that point, didn't know what he was talking about. Right. And Macraca is supposed to represent the Zendi Warrior's manhood. Oh. So it has a little different flair on the end. We were right, Teresa. It's supposed we were to have, right. It's supposed to have a little bit of a yes. thing here. And so the guys get to my shop and they say, you know, so you're going to make the cracker. And I said, yeah, I'm making a penis sword, right? And they said, yeah, we're not. So the first day, when you're making a penis sword, the jokes just come out there. You can't stop them, you know. You're working just the tip or you're, you're trying to make it hard, you know. You're trying to polish your sword. There's just things that go, yeah. and they would laugh, and they'd say, ah, okay, we can't use any of that. Now, we need you to say this, this, and this, and so they would coach me. And then the second day, they said, yeah, the producer said, let you go, let you have free will, we'll edit what we have to if we have to. Yeah. And so, about 95% of the stuff in my shop was for Fortune Fire After Dark. And, um, it was... I mean, it was a good time. I, I actually made three of these things. The first two I could not get hard. Uh, I had to build a different quench tank. Yeah, that's right. Um, this was actually made in, in two days instead of five. Uh, I used a piece of 1095 for the first and a piece of 1075 for the second one. It wouldn't get hard. 5160 I knew would get hard no matter what I did to it. It was my go-to material if I have to, so this was basically out of a truck spring. So what oil did you end up using I ended up using uh, Mega Quench for this. I was, at the first, I was afraid I had, I was using mineral oil for my original quench. Yeah. And I had added some junk oil to it, and I thought, well, that was my issue. That was my problem. I'm contaminated, and it's not working. So I actually went to Springfield, Missouri, and, and bought five gallons of Mega Quench. Came back and tried doing the 1075, but not getting hard. And it was about two weeks later, I went, I know what I'm doing wrong. In my big tank, my back of the blade, I'll put it in there and I'll always keep it moving in fresh oil. A little short tank, I had no room to do that. It was basically, you go in, it is what it is, because there's not enough room to stay in cool oil. That's what I was doing wrong. Right, so when you don't move it like that, an air pocket tends to Air pockets right? will develop and you will not get it hard. Yeah. And except for 5160, it doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, you can just about take 5160 out and lay it down somewhere and it'll get pretty hard just on its own. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, any oil at all, it'll be hard. And that's what I did. Then it was too hard. Yeah. So I have to sneak it into the, the heat treat oven with just barely able to fit that. And so it was, uh, it was a good thing. I got it down to 60. Yep. At the edge down to 60, I took a torch and did a back heat on the back so it had some flexibility. And, no nicks, no kits, no scratches, no cracks, no errors. Yeah. So you had to go through a kill test with the ballistic dummy. Yep. And it will kill. It will kill. Yep. Heavy and powerful, according to Doug Marqueda. Um, the strength test was the shield chop, which again, you performed very well on that one. And the sharpness test was the watermelon beheading of sorts. And that was kind of where it stood out that it wasn't quite as sharp as the other blade. You know, we, we thought about that, but if you, 
I had several people, and I really didn't notice it until I kind of watched the show, but there were a lot of people tell me that he took a short swing with my knife. And my knife was considerably heavier than, than Craig's. Yeah. And, and they complained about how heavy my knife was. And Baker, I know he said, boy, that is hefty. And I said, research shows it weighs 2.5 pounds. This one weighs 2.41. It's right in there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it was it was dead on as far as the as far as the, the specs go. As far as I was. Yeah. So. Okay. So you came in second, which means you did get to keep yours. I got to keep mine, which is cool. That is a very badass looking weapon still. And um, yeah, so that's great. So let's move on. We got a couple lightning round questions. Oh. Simple. One, sure. one or two word answers. Sure. Favorite blade style to make? I don't know that I really have a favorite blade style. Um, I, it's hard for me to make the same knife twice. Uh, I like a bigger blade. I don't like to use a bigger blade, but I like to make the bigger blades. I like an eight-inch, ten-inch blade. Yeah. Um, something with kind of a click point works for me. I make a lot of them. Uh, personally, I like if I get a choice between a big blade and a small blade that's too small, I take the one too small. Yeah. Okay. How about coal versus propane? Propane, yeah. I burn shit up with coal. Yeah, I'm not a coal guy. I can't. I don't have the experience to keep. I've got some buddies of mine that are all blacksmiths. They want me to come over and play, and, and I'll go over there and, and work. And it's just like full steel out, and it looks like a sparkle from Fourth of July. You know, it's like, no, it's done. I gotta go that way. So. Yeah. Propane. Stainless or no stainless? I use it all. I like stainless. I got stainless blade here. I've got non-stainless blades. Uh, there's some damn good stainless steel out there, really. Sure. Uh, and a lot of guys are. You got to have a heat treat oven that'll go to 2,000 degrees. Right. You know. Uh, a lot of guys don't. They've got this phobia about stainless. You can't forge it. Well, you can some of them, but most of them can't. And that's, I think, where the problem lies with some of those guys. I like it. I have people that that's what they have to have. Because they don't have the time or won't take the time to clean up a blade before they put it away. So they need this thing. Yeah. I see. You got is this a Damascus blade right here? That is. Yeah, that's a little, uh, uh, a little work in progress. A little... Uh, a little straight razor I'm kind of working on, I brought to play with, and yeah. kind of put an edge to, and uh, that's a 1075, 15 and 20, and just a touch of nickel in it. Oh, okay. So it gives it a little definition between the layers. Now, do you have a favorite style of Damascus? Whatever I'm working on right now. <laughs> I'm really starting to get into the mosaic Damascus. Okay. And, uh, starting to... Uh, a lot more comfortable with it than I used to be. And, uh, developing patterns. It's like I'll get done and I take a lot of notes because if I make a mistake, I write that down. Because if I get done and it's a beautiful pattern, I gotta remember how I did it. Yeah. And so it's it's a cool thing. I like the masks. Awesome. That's all I got for questions. Cool. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, guys. And um, we'll hope to chat with you soon. And we're gonna try to catch up with some of the other contestants that were on your episode as well. Craig Bars from the. Uh, Colorado. He lives in a little bitty town out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, let's see, Brian's in Connecticut and Mark is in Michigan, I think. Okay. Mark, yeah. So remember to follow him, Brimstone Knives, on Instagram. I'm Instagram, uh, on Facebook, uh, on the internet. Yes. www.brimstoneknives.com. You'll find me. Great. Thanks again for your time. Thank you, bud. Have a good one. All right.
welcome to fans at a forge. We're here at the Grudge Match. I'm here with Joey Lynn, season five, episode one. Uh, so, uh, you're a former wrestler, former professional wrestler, and currently I'm a professional Santa Claus. Bass Pro Shops. Perfect. Oh, oh, oh. Shoeing for it. <laughs> so, um, you kind of got your start kind of here. Right. I made my first knife here. I was I, um, recently retired. I was here on vacation, seen some Robbie's shop. I went in there and made a knife and got hooked. Uh, uh, eight months later, no forged in fire. That's uh, that's pretty amazing, I got to say. Yeah. Eight months yeah. later, beyond the show. And um, I applied on a whim. Just I, I thought, nah, that ain't going to bother me. I ain't got enough experience. But, hey. you know, they, they did, and I had a ball. You know, I, I wasn't first, and I wasn't last. So, hey, it's you know, not bad. Kind of kind of happy about that yeah <laughs> uh so what did you think when you saw four other competitors when he came uh well i guess the night before did you did you know that it was going to be five y'all i didn't in? know it at first you know they told me you know that i needed to bring a knife with me so i made a competition chopper to take right. with me and we got there and we were all wondering why is there five you know and they didn't tell us so we started filming right and we did that you know, the first elimination kind of preliminary thing yeah yeah um, did you think your blade would make it through the ice block like Steve's blade did? Um, it, I was scared, you know, because we come in, we put our knives on a block of ice. Right. And we all know that cold makes metal more brittle. Right. So I'm thinking, man, my, my knife's sitting here chilling. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I was the last one to do the ice block. and But it went through good and no damage come yeah. out good. I still have the knife. I got it in a little display case. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Wow. Um, what did you think of uh, when you saw Matt smelling the boxes? <laughs> hey, he was just a nut. I love that guy. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a piece of work, but he, he's a great guy. Um, were you nervous uh, what might be underneath those boxes? We're, we all were. We, yeah. you know, we just looked at it and said, oh, no. You know, and and I almost took, I almost swiped right and took that other box, but I stayed where I was at. And, yeah. and I opened that box. I told my dad, I said, you might see me cuss on TV a little bit, you know. Cause, yeah. And it was, I seen lawnmower blades. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Not lawnmower blades. And, you know, I make knives out of lawnmower blades, uh, but I don't make no 11 to 14 inch blades, no more than 22 inch blades with a lawnmower blade. Because right. you got these holes in it. It's really hard to, you know, get that to not be holy. Did you feel that half of that blade would 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 be right? Get you enough? No, because at the end, the blade I turned in was actually a third blade that I attempted. Oh, I threw two on the floor. I, the second one I laid on the anvil. I was gonna, I was gonna just say I'm turning it in, and then I looked at the clock. I had 30 minutes left, so I said, No, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a blade. So I had a half a blade left over there. Mm -hmm. I split it down the middle through the holes. Right. So I could forge out the piece that I needed, and I got it to the right parameters, but it ended up being a little too thin. Yeah. So and it picked up a little curve because of being so thin. And but I turned in a knife, and Doug Markaita actually wanted my knife to go through. It was a split decision. You didn't see that on TV, but when right. Bill came out, he said we had a split decision. And Doug told me afterwards, you know, when we I took a picture with him, you know, he said I was I was pulling for you. Oh, nice. So. I believe it would have been, I could have got it, got it to the point where it tested all right. You know, I believe it would have been fine on that bone chop. Yeah. You know, because metal's tough. Right. So, um, some kind of generic questions here. Uh, 
Do you do any Damascus? No, I haven't. I've, I've done some cable Damascus, but mm-hmm. um, right now I just really don't want to get that, you know, the borax gums up your forwards. Right. And, you know, you use a sacrificial brick or something in there to do it. But I don't have I don't have a power hammer. I don't have a press. You know, this is my only power hammer right here. Yeah. So I don't fool too much with Damascus. Do you uh, have a preferred uh, steel you like to work with? Uh, 1080 Okay. I go to steel. Yep. I get it from Texas Knife Maker Supply and... You know, that's just a steel I like to use. It's very forgiving, uh, easy to heat treat, mm-hmm. you know, and just easy to work. Right. Uh, have you ever messed with stainless steel? I had some when I first started, and I, I couldn't really heat treat it properly, so I just don't mess with it. Yeah. Is there a preferred blade that you like to make? My my signature blade, I would say, I make the bird and trout knife. Okay. It's kind of the signature thing I do, and um, another thing I do is I blacken my blades. I like I like you know gun blue blades. Okay, uh, what do you like to use to to blacken them? Do you like just the manacid or? Uh, I use just the gun blue. Um, wipe it on. Okay. Gun blue. Yep. All right. Is there anything else you uh, want to mention at all? Um, no. All right. Are you- <laughs> going up uh, anymore? I did do blade sports today. So yeah. That was kind of fun. That was fun doing that. Have you done that before? No. Very first match. I got certified here last year. Uh, okay. Last month. Awesome. You know, and it's kind of adding to my portfolio a little bit. You know, Great. Kind of diversify. Do you have uh, anyone you've been calling out for grudge matches? Um, well, yesterday I called out Billy Helton, and, you know, I ain't not bragging or anything, but, you know, I... I won. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of happy about that. And you hear that, Billy? Santa whooped your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going against the fella right over here, um, here in a little bit. Okay, cool. All right, well, we can't wait to see you up there, and uh, thanks for doing the interview with us. All right, brother. All right, My appreciate pleasure. it. All right, thanks. check this interview out and others, and we'll see you next time. First up, here is Big Chris competing in the Blade Sports competition. Welcome to Fans of the Forge coverage of Pigeon Forge Grudge Match 2018. We're here with Big Chris of Big Chris Custom Knives. 
Yep. You just competed in the Blade Sports competition and you won. Actually, second place second overall. Place? Okay. I was uh, first place for the red division, but there was one guy, two tenths of a point is what separated us. Wow. Uh, so it was, it was pretty tight. I caught your uh, run through and it was amazing to watch you go through that course. Thank I've been you. following you for a while on uh, Instagram and a big fan. Awesome. So, uh, we this is our first time seeing a blade sports competition uh -huh. and uh it's we know it was josh and jason's first time competing as right. well so we we're glad we got to sit and watch those guys go through the course as well as some of the other um comp uh, competitors in there yeah. it, was, it was a very good competition but also very hot today yeah very hot it was a great good group of guys uh i was glad to get to see josh finally compete uh we were on knife or death together same episode so we got, right. we got a lot of time together to talk there and uh, I'm glad to see some of these guys getting into blade sports and uh, helping us grow gain the popularity and uh, I mean blade sports is awesome you know what else can you do to go out and just cut stuff all day in a competition format you know it's it's just what, what better could you ask for yeah it was really impressive to see the different runs today and uh, let's talk about your episode of knife or death okay so the course you know, when we first started watching this show, we're like, wow, it's really flashy. It's cool. And the course seemed like, some of it seemed like it shouldn't have been as difficult as it was, like the fish chop. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know about the fish. Uh, all I remember about the fish is uh, dancing around it. And, you know, uh, when I come up to the fish, it was broadside to me, and I didn't want to cut at it broadside. I knew I wanted to hit from an end, so I just moved around till I got an end. I wasn't paying attention whether it was spine or belly side. It just it just happened to be spine side. But uh, but no, I just I knew I seen uh, Doug Micarta, Micarta, whatever's how you say <laughs> that name. But I saw him on Forged in Fire cutting the fish, and I was like, I can do this. So I just I gave it all I had, and we got through it in one hit. It was awesome. It was very good. And so came between you and Dwayne, Dwayne in the yeah, finals. That's right. And you and Dwayne have competed a number of times prior to that episode, yes, correct? Yes. So it was a really close, close run, and he edged it out by a hair. Yeah, just, just a few seconds separated us. You know, uh, it was penalties on my part that uh, I, kept, I couldn't hit the watermelons. You know, I was, I was trying to swing flat. Uh, it never crossed my mind to do an upward swing to catch oh. those watermelons. And uh, in my mind, that was the difference between winning and losing for me. So. Yeah. Well, you performed admirably there, and um, you know it was great to see everything about that. And we're excited to see Knife or Death season two. I'm so excited for season two. Yeah, we're hearing you know there might be some change-ups with the course, and we've heard some of the contestants that are going to be on it are starting to post about yeah. it out there. Yeah. So it's shaping up to be a good season. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know several several guys that are on this upcoming season. Uh, I won't mention names because. Probably not, you know, non-disclosures and all. Of so. course. But uh, but no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Just just to see what they changed, and see how people perform. It's it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. So you make knives yourselves, obviously, yes. and a lot of the ones that I've seen you make seem to be like. Is your preference the the competition chopper? Actually, when I first started making knives, I made choppers because I loved big knives. And, uh, you know, as a new maker, it's, it's kind of hard to sell big knives. So I, I moved down to little stuff. And now the big knives are getting popular for me again. So, uh, yeah, I'm making a lot of big choppers. I'm mm. making a lot of competition choppers. That's awesome. And you actually have the one you use today right here. Yes. this is uh, this I can is hold the mic today. for you if you want. 
Whew. It's 400 thou CPM 4V. It weighs about 29 ounces. This one is flat ground uh, and it's thin edge. It would, uh, it'll probably still slice newsprint. If we had some newspaper around here, I could do oh, it. Oh, sure. But, uh, but no, they, even going through all the wood, all the two by fours, everything, they're, they come out plenty, plenty sharp afterwards. So. Yeah, it looks impeccable still, so. Oh, yeah, that feels good. That, my wife is going to love to see this, <laughs> I can tell you. Wow, that is awesome. Well, very cool. Well, congratulations on your second today, your second place win, second place. and your Thank overall you. over the uh, the red division. This is the one that you won first place in, I believe? Yes. Yes, yes. so congratulations on that. And uh, thanks again for sitting down and having this interview with us. Again, we're big fans of yours. Keep up the good work, dude. Thank you very much. Thank you. Fans of the Forge here. We're with Yahtzee Radko. We are in Waterbury, Connecticut. He is our winner of our 500 follower giveaway. And we wanted to meet him personally since he's local and give him the knife from Alex Ruiz that Alex sold to us for this giveaway. So here you go. There's the knife from Alex. Awesome. That's Perry Johnson says, awesome. <laughs> and we also have a Volander Forge keychain from Alex as well. Oh, cool. Excellent. Stamped those prior to the grudge match. So Thank you, Alex, for these giveaway items, and the, uh, the awesome giveaway went well. Everybody, thank you for participating and being part of the giveaway, and thank you, Yahtzee, for following us and, and being a fan just like we are. Thank you, and uh, listen to their show. I always listen to it every time it's on. They've got a lot of good guests, a lot of knife makers. It's a really good show. You've got to watch it. Great. Well, thanks a lot, man, and enjoy that knife. I will now, definitely. This is my first legal everyday carry, because in this state, you can't carry if it's on. Oh, yeah. So this is legal. Absolutely. Now I, now I have an EDC. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, fans of the Forge, and thank you, Forge and Fire, for a wonderful show. Can't say any more than that. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.